The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I made for a fucking podcast. That's <laughs> dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, I think the thing we should start with, Matt, it's good to see you. Good is, to see um, you. Where, I guess you're still away, right? Yes, I'm at my in-laws' uh, place. We we left Orlando. We're in Tarbin Springs now. That's Florida. Yes, by the Sponge Docks. When are you coming back? The family's going now. I'm going to be back on Thursday, and uh, okay. I'll be doing Wednesday show from here also. That's nice. Yeah, we're chillaxing, man. We had a good time, you know. But what about the freaking fights, Jimmy? Well, I, I you know, I'll tell you what's not nice is I'm looking. I'm going to have to pick two more than you, like just to catch up because you have nine and I have seven. We're we're really neck and neck. I'm one win, six losses. You're three wins, six losses in our picks. Uh, Very difficult to pick fights, but you did pick uh, obviously better than I did, which is not saying much. Yes, I like that. That makes me now, happy. which one do you want to start with? Because I believe we have Ray Longo coming in. So mm-hmm. if you want to wait for Ray, oh, he's in the waiting room. Well, look at this, right on time. How do you not love Ray? What time is it now? It's 2.01. He's actually a minute late. Don't well, he might have been there already, though. They might have just been lollygagging, talking to him. Who knows, Matt? Wait a minute. I bet your money he's at his academy now. He's at Law MMA. Guarantee it. What do you think? What's the odds? Um, I think he's home. Okay. Okay. You might be right. Well, you know Ray. There he is. Oh, Jimbo! Oh, listen, I, was, I was I was looking for a nice romantic hour with you. This guy had to come back, <laughs> Jimmy. I had the whole thing. He had a little FOMO. I think he changed his mind. I yep. wanted to sit and talk to you nicely. <laughs> now we got to act like buffoons when we're doing the podcast. It's horrible. Horrible. I My see man, that. Sarah, how we feeling, buddy? I'm feeling great. How are you feeling? We just got started. Yes. How does it feel, Mister Ray Longo, that you might, you might. I mean, we thought we capped it at. We thought you could walk off to the sunset with three champions, mm. me, me being your first. But it it looks like you might have a fourth champion coming up. How does that feel? How That's- does that feel? <laughs> that feels pretty fucking good, I'll be honest with you. And plus, you got to remember, he's definitely going to fight for the title. And, and even though... We got three champs. Aya Quinta did fight for the title, which I think is a big deal. And yes. obviously, well, he fought well fight. for the title. Fought very well. 
on no notice very well for the title on 24 hour notice so i never want that to go unnoticed because i i put that right up there with everybody else and of course everybody loves al so uh but it's the same thing just to have five guys fight for the title is huge i think that's even huge forget about even winning the title but it all started jimmy with your little friend it all started with a dream (laughs) What a dream back in 2007 when the whole world was against us, Jimmy. And that that son of Rocky Balboa, he believed in himself and he said it and he manifested it. Uh, It's You know, it's hard to even compliment him when I look at him now, but I mean, it's... uh, Yeah, talk about him like he's not here. Talk about him like he's not here. Compliment him like he's not here. But I will say this, without Matt Serra, there's no Ray Longo and there's no Serra Longo team. And he set the tone for everybody else. Yep. to believe they could do it and he did for long island it's a big big deal and he he got it going and everybody else believed you know he he, he set that in motion so you mm. know we don't get to talk about it a lot because everything you know th- time just rolls and you're going from one fight to the yeah. next but i want to say it now while i have him because you know it's just i really appreciate everything he's done for me too so i, I, already, I honestly jimmy i honestly i like it better when he's attacking me <laughs> I'm not good with the compliments. We, Bonk, I know. Be the first time I got one. So it's funny. Got, you, Matt we, we was just saying this too. We got plenty of time for that. Don't worry about yes. it. And Marab, uh, we might as well start with Marab because yes. I mean, Matt and I both I obviously picked him to win, and I thought it would be a 29-28, like a close. So who does a tough guy? He's he's got a very high fight IQ. He well, did land on Marab uh, well in the first, but Marab is just yeah. so it's it, it's crazy the adjustments and and the gas tank, and he just he really is the machine. It's it's probably the best nickname in MMA, where one, once he gets into his rhythm. Uh, was he backing up a little bit more than normal in the first? Did did he approach this one a little differently? You know, again, I'm going to say this a uh, couple of things with uh, with Marab just before I even answer that. I I don't like the three round fights for that very reason. You know what I mean? You lose the first round and then your backs up against the wall. Like sure. in a five round fight, I don't think Henry sees the fifth round. You could no. see, and then that first round wouldn't have been a concern. But you're going scoring. So, like, in that second round, he zigs when he should have zags, and he trips again or he falls. You lose two rounds, then you got to get rid of the guy. You got to knock right. him out. So, that I didn't like. But uh, I think, look, he did his camp with uh, John Wood. So, I think, you know, if, if you talk to John, he's going to tell you, like, I don't like – I'm not changing anything, but maybe try to calm him down a little bit. So, I think maybe that's what you see. But I think when it's all said and done, when Marab's going forward and he's putting that pressure on you, I don't think anybody could stop him. You have to really – knock him out or he's he's just going to be on you the whole night and it's normal jimmy that guys at normal people are not are not the same in the third round as the first round right and if anything if you see in the fight with uh marab talking to mark zuckerberg and the audience picking him up walking him over he's at he's i'll tell you right now he's probably better in the third round than he is the first he's just he gets he gets stronger i I know that's like a almost a cliche like this guy gets stronger as the fight gets on it's this is one of the rare you know instances that it's true he actually gets he just can do that all night you know so i you've seen and you heard i'm sure you watched it by now uh longo on on tape but you heard joe (laughs) that's funny yeah that's funny He's you carrying. Heard, you heard Joe Rogan saying, "Imagine if this was a five-round fight." Yeah, imagine. And that was on the third round. Henry was smushed up against the cage. Yeah, yeah. So, like, 
Yeah, sometimes you just got to get your yeah. You know that first round is a bit of a even a feeler a little bit. Yeah, you, you got to get your feet underneath you. So yeah, and also respect them, for we've seen them lose the first round before. You know what sure. I mean? So it's not like that's unusual. But um, he, look, when you love to fight, Jimmy, like he loves to fight. He's not yeah. like some guys are apprehensive. They're nervous. You know, it's the complete opposite. He's got such a love for fighting. And his it matches his personality with everything else and a good gas tank. It's this is what you see. I mean, the guy's laughing. He's fighting a gold medal winner, yeah. and he's he's and he's having a great time. You're not seeing that with a lot of guys. He's just not. And maybe that pace in the first round too of just maybe that really was out of a little respect for Henry's power because Henry still can hit. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, and you don't want to run in and, and just yeah. try to impose your will with a guy who does have knockout power. And, and and one of the things Henry taking three years off, you know, in his prime, uh, yes. it's tough when you're a fighter. You know, I mean, like Ted Williams or DiMaggio, those guys. But when you're a fighter, it, it's a different. Yeah. Uh, those three years make a much bigger difference than they do when you're playing baseball, or or, or something else. So I I think that really has uh, has hurt Cejudo. But he look, Marab undoubtedly earned a title fight five fights ago. But now it's undeniable. Everybody sees it's undeniable. He's gonna get the winner of O'Malley. Hundred uh, percent. Hey Jimmy, yeah. let me let me bring something up that you said. And I just want to touch on it. What a great uh, analysis. I mean, not analogy like analogy that way, but DiMaggio and Ted Williams were taking out of the prime of their career, though that was the real prime of their career. Yeah. And those guys came back and set records. And you're right, it's baseball. You're not getting hit. But Muhammad Ali also when he didn't want to go to the war and he came back and look what he did. So that's right. You're right. You know what I mean? So that is fighting and it, it could be done. I think, I don't know. I, I don't know. You bringing up Williams and DiMaggio. I almost get sentimental because like DiMaggio, that's all I heard growing up from my father was how good he was and how he went out on top. He didn't linger around too long. And that's why I always bring up the Khabib thing, man. He got out on top. He's got nothing to prove and God bless him. Let me. But, by the way, so I'm sorry, Matt. You, were, I yeah. didn't think about Ali though, and Ali came back and beat Foreman. So, like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, you, you're right. I hadn't considered Ali. So, yeah, I guess it can be done when you're taking that. But Ali's thing was different. He was kind of forced to take that. Whereas, who knows what? Why Henry did it? He just decided to do right, it. Right. Maybe it was a different mindset. I don't know. I I think Henry did it because he thought everybody would want him back. <laughs> yeah. And, and that didn't work out. So he had to force himself back in there. I think that um, Henry on paper thought he was a really good matchup with Marab, where Marab outgrapples everybody, and he felt that he could be, he could hurt him standing, and that he could just, you know, negate negate the takedown, take away the takedowns with uh, with his wrestling ability. But again, and and Longo, we've seen this many times, where you know you'll see Marab doing straight wrestling with a kid and get the guy get the best of them. And then also they're sparring and he's taking that guy down at will. And it's an odd thing. There is a difference between MMA wrestling and just straight up oh, collegiate and wrestling and everything else. Yeah. Look, well, Marab said it a hundred times. Henry's going to beat him in a wrestling match, but in an MMA wrestling, it's, I, I don't even think it's close. I mean, I don't know what he did, what he, you know, what he did, I think is, is absolutely fascinating. And we, like, again, we've seen it for, for years with him. He just, you know, I told the story on uh, the Anik uh, podcast yesterday where he really fought Aljo for three rounds at 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm mad. It was insane. Like, it's like, that's no shakeout. That was a full fledged fight. 
Yeah. And then he went and fought another three rounds at night. But how many times in the gym? I've never seen him do less than six rounds. Never. Well, it's similar to like, it's in a way, like if you look at his success and, and like how calm he is in there, as far as the mental state, look at Sean Strickland. What would, what's this? Now listen, these guys don't share a lot in common, I'm going to say, but yeah. what they do have in common is if you take away the spotlight, the money, the, if for fun, they'll be doing this. Both yes. Sean Strickland right. and Marab, they fucking love it. You right. Know? And I Strickland, mean, I, yeah, Matt, Strickland is to the stand-up what Marab is to the wrestling. They could go all yeah. day long. Oh. And they love it. And they play around. And that's what really makes the both of them really good is it's it's playtime. You know when what did, I mean? When did Marab come? When did he walk through our doors there? When did you meet up with him in the city? Because I showed you that video on, uh, that was before, the, when he fought in Albuquerque. No, he got way before that. I'm going to say 10 years ago. He was probably 21, I think, when he came in. He's 33. Now, so he, was he with walked in, Jimmy him. couldn't speak English. I remember and, that. Yeah. And I, this, this is what I love about Marab, uh, and Matt will back me up on this. His first couple of fights when he lost, I mean, he lost because he, he didn't have the knowledge. Like one day he got stuck in Mount. That never yes. happened again. You know, yeah, then I think he fought Ricky Bandeis. He got taken down. He got out-wrestled bad in that fight. And yeah. then he had to make those adjustments. He never let the losses put him backwards he just got better and better and better and i think you're seeing a result of really a lot of corrections over the last 10 years and it's all coming to fruition now which is great well henry said something i'm oh, sorry Matt. henry cejudo said something which i thought was very telling and, and was dangerous for cejudo he was he, everyone talks a little shit, but he goes if i can't beat a predictable fighter like marav and I'm like, yeah, I know he's just talking, but I'm like, the fact that he said a predictable, like he probably really thought Marab was a predictable fighter. Um, and it was a really, I thought, a miscalculation on his part. And I think that he thought he matched up, like you said, better than he actually did. Uh, and I imagine until you're in there with, with him dealing with the fact that he just doesn't get tired. Um, yeah. Th that's got to be, it's a, different, it's a different thing when a guy is just not getting tired. Uh, and, and he didn't. It's crazy to watch. It's really crazy. Yeah, I Hard work, plus I'm sure he's born. There's some genetics going on with that, too. No, no, without a crap. But, you know, it, it could be – I'm going to say I agree with eugenics, but anybody who knows him, he doesn't stop. Right. It's not like – if he – it would really be genetics if he was smoking cigarettes and coming into the gym. And, <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't do – he's always running. He's always, always working. doing yeah. something. And, you know, as far as the predictability, you're 100% right. You don't know until you get in there because you can't get a guy to replicate that. You know yeah. what I'm saying over and over again, but it's almost remember Billy Jack. I'm going to take my left foot yeah, and walk you on the right side of the head, <laughs> and there's nothing you could fucking do about it. That's Marab. I'm going to throw a punch. <clears throat> I'm going to grab your fucking leg and put you on your ass, and there's nothing you could do about it. Jimmy Henry wasn't wrong. The guy is predictable. <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean he called it. But the the point is, like he like like Longo just said. You know what he's going to do. How are you going to stop him? How right. Stop him? I mean, it's easy to say you can stop him. And when you're fresh, like if he worked with him around, maybe he'd be like, all right, I can handle this. But dude, that first round, they, uh, they probably gave that to Henry. But then. That's, yeah, I thought Henry won the first. I was close. Like, but, I thought Henry got that. but to keep that pace, I know personally from, and listen, I know, fuck, I'm going to be 50, but I know personally, I'm bigger than Marab. I know personally from rolling with him, I'm like, this guy just doesn't stop, man. Like, you could, in the beginning, put him in all bad positions. He just doesn't stop. So it's like, yo, dude, 
It's exo- It's fucking exhausting. I felt like I was back on the Versa climb of going with the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so when you, when you that, we, that's a, something you don't know until you you know yeah until you deal with it when you look at the matchups potentially for him it's either gonna be Cheeto Vera or, or Sean O'Malley and I know Marab is offering himself as a backup um you know obviously there's different challenges with both of those guys with O'Malley it's gonna be O'Malley has a beautiful uh a beautiful strikes and, and he's got such length so yeah. the, has Marab dealt with anybody with that type of a reach advantage uh with that type of a distance advantage who strikes as accurately I mean, I, I don't think so, but uh, you, you, I mean, it's a good point. Look, O'Malley, you can't take the guy lightly. Not only does he is he rangy, he's rangy going backwards, which makes it even worse. It's not like he's coming forward, which I think would, you know, give up his hips a little bit. He he could nail you going backwards, and uh, that's not going to be an easy puzzle to figure out, but Marab's going to have to take some punishment, and he's and eventually I think he would just break him down. Yeah, and, and, and he's got a good chin, Jim. He's definitely got a good chin. Yes, he does. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Henry Land did a great shot on him. Uh, yeah. I forget when it was, but he I, he looked like he got wobbled at one point. But I'm like, first and, first round, he got hit with a little left hook. Not not bad, but not, not like crazy. all of Marais. Marais leveled him, and he couldn't get rid of him. Yeah, and he came back that same round and started beating him up. <laughs> oh yeah, came back the same round, and then yes. the second round was pretty. That's a good point. It wasn't even like he he came back in the second round. He came back in the first round after that and kind of really, you know, put a stamp on the first round. And as being a stocky grappler, let me tell you this, uh, Jimmy, it, when he does close the distance, Marab, that length is going to be a disadvantage. Because, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you, man, you need more space to get get to get back to guard. You make, And those limbs are out there. I mean, I, I mean, it, it, that's that's a problem. So then. And then with him, it's going to be like, all right, man, I got one shot to keep him off me. Now he's on me. Now I can't get him the fuck off me. I mean, think of him with Dotson. Think of him with uh, Jose Aldo up against the cage, working the shit out of him. And I mean, Henry might have got away. But again, when Henry got away, that dude, that took a that took a toll with his gas tank, too. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. and as the fight goes on, there'll be a little bit less, you know, popping these punches. Yeah, without a doubt. So it, I'll tell you right now. I think you're going to be looking. I think we're talking about the new champ soon. I mean, he's. I want to see what happens. I, I, I mean, with Cheeto and, and O'Malley, but uh, I think Longo's getting a fourth champ. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah, but wait, hold on a second. But first off, we're both getting a fourth champ. But uh, the the thing too is that you know I think that like you said that length will be a problem. Uh, I I'll never forget. Remember, like match jujitsu was phenomenal. But remember when you fought Menjavar? I remember you said his legs were yeah. so short, he was getting back to guard easier than anybody because it was a much yeah, yeah, right? If no I remember neck. right. Yeah. yeah. It's and, uh, yeah, it's true. I also wanted to say I, I mean and Matt, I think you picked uh Taporia. Um, they they were talking about something during the fight, very interesting. They were saying guys over 35, 35 and up have such a less success fit rate keeping the title and winning the title than guys who are heavier, which they say what power is the last thing to go. So that kind of makes sense. Whereas you lose speed with these, these fucking light guys, you know, a little lighter way, you, you lose a fraction of a second, but what, what an amazing, um, maybe going up in weight twice, uh, drained Volkanovsky a little bit, or is it just that there's a new, new blood, you know, and, and the, the new regime is, is coming, but uh, congratulations to Ilya Taporia. I mean, he did exactly what he said he was going to do. I did not see Volk getting dropped like that. Um, in- incredible. And I thought Volkanovsky looked pretty good in the first round. I, I didn't think he had a bad first round, but uh, I actually thought he won the first round and Taporia just tremendous, uh, tremendous job. 
Yeah, no, I'm gonna. Yeah, I, I, I like what he was doing. I, I thought that wasn't Volkanovski. He was almost like doing a Muhammad Ali. He was pot shotting him with the jab, and you know, you're taking a short, stocky fire plug. I think he would have been better off meeting fire with fire and uh, trying something else because he seemed like he. I don't think he's the best outside fighter. Even though you're right, I do think he was winning like that, but I don't. It, I don't think he would be able to sustain it. And I think he was trying to. I think he was trying to bang that arm with his left kick to take away the power of the right hand, and yep. which maybe down the line would have paid off. So I don't know. I, I like both guys. They're both super nice guys, man. And Volk, look, Volk was a dominating. He's probably going to be the greatest 45er of all time. It's You do get older. You know what I mean? He's coming off a knockout. He's a fighter, so he jumped back in there. But you know, he, um, I, I just hope he's all right. It's two in a row knockouts. It's not like two losses. So he's a great guy. He's got, I, I love his coach, Joe Lopez. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just hope, I hope everybody's good. And they he just, needs to uh, yeah. take a little time. Maybe by the way, yeah, Ray, can I give you this stat? Time. This is the stat. Thank you, Jake. I didn't realize it was this. This is the official UFC stat fighters. 35 and older are one and 22, one win, 22 yeah, losses. Think about it. Men's weight classes, 170 and below in championship bouts. I, I guess by that point, you've already fought so many times. You fought the top of the division. You, you yeah. know, your body, yeah. that that fraction of a second is probably what it is that does. Who is the one win? I would like to guess, but I, there's, there's just too many fighters but, to guess. And, you know and, and Jimmy, the thing with the power to really transfers more over to a heavyweight, like a Dan Henderson, a Fedor, they always have that. The, the lighter guys, like you're bringing up something, the speed is the problem. I had a conversation with a buddy of mine, Scott Lopek. He was a fighter. I'm going to say maybe he fought at like 160, say about that. But he said when he would come back or after a long layoff, and this is I found interesting, and I, I love the guy. He's, he's brilliant. He said he would spar heavyweights because the speed wasn't there. He said if he sparred guys his own weight class that were already training, he wasn't getting that speed back like that. So he'd have to get in there with the bigger guys so he could see the stuff coming in take his time to get back in there, which I think is smart. It almost goes to like what we're saying now. You know what I mean? Those little guys, it's the speed. It's the age. Yeah. I mean, you get a yeah. guy 25 years old and you're 36. That's a, and the guy knows how to fight. It's a big disadvantage. Um, Matt, you, how old were you when you won the belt? How old were you, Matt, oh, when you won? Jimmy, almost more importantly, I was 35 years old when I knocked out Frank Trick. So oh, okay. were you 34? <laughs> I thought that you were eluding to me knocking out Frank Trigg unconscious. Yes, now, you did. Now he's, now he's a fat rat. Now he's in there like a big <laughs> fat I not only knocked him out of the UFC, I knocked him into becoming a fat man. Can you leave Frank Trigg alone? I always see him. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. He's, he's a, a nice good job guy. Ref, but he's I a guy I beat the prick right out of him. You understand? Because after I fought him, I was still, I was a little chubby and he would still, I hear little chubby jokes and I don't forget that. Now, yep. now, look at these abs. Look at, Jim, Longo, look at that. Look at that. Matt, let me now, ask you a question. How old were you when you beat GSP? Were you 34? I, it was three years before I knocked that Frank trick. So I was- Oh, you're 32. Okay, two. okay. 32, but I don't like to brag about that because GSP is such a nice guy. Lovely Frank Trigg's a nice guy now. I'm going to leave him alone. Yeah. Longo, I only like the bully, the bullies. Yeah. That's why, that's why I mess yeah, with you. No, I do. He was, I, Jimmy, growing up, that was him. He was, <laughs> if you were a bully, you were going to, 
you were you it was a problem. That's why like yeah. him, him 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 and Baroni were like fucking yeah. whatever that water and oil, oil and vinegar, whatever the fuck it is. I mean, yeah. it, they would just they they would just ignite like it was not even close. Yeah, I didn't get along with that guy well. Because was he, he a was, bully? Who was he a bully? Baroni? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. he's in, now he's in jail. He's in murder. prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm a husband and a father. So listen, you know, people go their own paths, you know, that they follow their own paths. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey, guys, really quick. What about Mackenzie Dern's fight? And first of all, yeah. what was, uh, was it Amanda Lemos, right? Amanda Lemos, yeah. I, Lemos, I thought that I thought First of all, what hard. What a great fight. Great yep. fight. I thought Mackenzie Dern should have got the first and the third in that fight. I thought she should have won that fight. Uh, it was close. She lost that second round bad because she got hurt. She came back. And she did arm lock attempts to sweeps, to mounted. She won that third round. I don't give a shit. But, you know, I might be a little biased being a jiu-jitsu guy. I'll watch it again, but I remember thinking Lemos won. Um, I, I was fine with the decision. I don't yeah. remember which round, but I remember watching it going, yeah, Amanda definitely got that. So maybe I'll, I'll watch yeah. it again. Maybe you're right, Matt. Well, maybe I'm wrong. But, I mean, the judges said the other the other way. But yeah, Can you know I tell you? You know what's yeah. funny, Matt, too? I had a, I got to talk to her father, and I told him the story. It's a, actually a true story. So back in the day, Jimmy, there was no jujitsu. Like, I don't even, it was hard to get jujitsu anywhere. So I was thinking of, you know, I had, you had to bring guys in to do seminars. So 
I was between Pedro Sawa, who was one of Hickson's black belts, and Megaton Diaz. It oh. was between those three. I told him, he said, I'm seeing Pedro on Thursday. So we took a picture. I said, look, I always – I love Pedro Sal. Pedro was hey, a great guy. guy. And I said, mention the name Silvio. He had a friend. We used to have a lot of laughs. And I – you know, we kind of got out of touch. But, man, he'll always hold a special spot. He was a great teacher. He yes. got us off. And then, uh, you know, and then Sarah came around. So I go, what am I going to do? So they were – you know, we had, to, we had to use the big man. He was right in the backyard. <laughs> Well, Pedro's a great guy, and he's uh, yes. he, he actually cornered against us when I fought his black belt, Jeff Curran. Yeah, yeah, but but, but uh, he's a gentleman. Respect, that, yeah, respect. That, 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 like, again, that, that's what I love about him. That meant, like, you know, that wasn't going to impact anything. We just, it was no. a fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if I lost, it would have, but I won. Yeah. yeah. And let's um, uh, also, by the way, I think the most impressive uh performance uh because marab i kind of i assume marab was going to win that fight and it went yeah. kind of the way i thought uh whitaker against paulo costa i mean Beautiful. wow did whitaker look good i mean he's just a guy who will not go away at the top of that division he just he's a guy who's always going to be there hanging out i do think he'll get another title shot i don't know exactly when but he fucking he's just always there so congratulations to whitaker who fought a great? I thought Costa looked good too. That his kicks, I forgot how amazingly oh, man. smooth his kicking is, and how beautiful that left kick to the head is, and the fact that Whitaker survived that, uh, which by the way shows you the power of Izzy that he that he actually stopped Whitaker and knocked him out. I mean, I mean, Whitaker is not an easy guy to to put away. Uh, so what a great fight, man! What yeah, a, what I, a great I, performance. Yeah, I thought great fight, and again, you know, it's uh, I'm not saying it's the same thing, but to see Costa like because he's a the way he's built, get that leg up to his head with that power. Jimmy, it's almost, now I'm not saying it is, but kind of reminiscent of Crow Cop almost. You know what I mean? Like those kicks yes. were firing up there. But he caught me by surprise when I was watching the fight. You know, it's one of those fights. Whitaker did a great job. I mean, he was blitzing yeah. him. He couldn't handle the straight, you know, the coming running down the pipe stuff. But, you know, he did hurt him with the kick. I thought what I thought I, I thought it was almost like Whitaker hundred percent won the fight. It was almost like no winner or loser because Pablo Paulo Costa did show up and that's yes. what made that fight, you know, because sometimes you don't know what you get with him, but who guy is really going at it? And I said after the first round, we were watching it in the back, I go, This is gonna be good because they could both take each other's shots. Like they're not yeah. going away for either of them. So it comes down to gas tank at that point. And I think Whitaker, you know, because he carries less muscle is definitely going to always win that battle. And uh, uh, also, uh, you know, Ian Gary fought very well uh, against Jeff Neal. I, you know, Jeff just seemed, he just was a little sluggish or slow compared to Gary. Uh, I'm not saying he wasn't prepared. I just Gary's speed and, and, and just had such beautiful movement. But I found in the third round, and again, I would probably do the same thing if I was up two rounds to nothing. But I felt he stayed away from Jeff Neal a lot more than I wanted him to uh, watching a fight. And again, maybe it was the smart thing to do, but it just seemed like he was kind of circling on the outside, uh, knowing he was up two to nothing, which I I didn't really like. But, you know, he clearly won the fight. So, you know, like well done. Sa I like safe Saeed. Saeed. Um, <laughs> the coach oh, don't said, dap him up. <laughs> oh, stop. You know, and Mongo doesn't like that shit either. When they're sitting wait, what, did he, what, wait, what did he say? Don't, don't oh, dap him up. Like, don't. The high five, just stop it with that shit. They kept yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm I'm not, I don't like that either. I don't like that either, man, because you know what it is? It puts the other guy more at ease. Like, hey, man, all right, we're having fun. Let's do a sparring session. Instead, I remember one time Scott Smith, 
was fighting Nick Diaz. And Scott Smith was like a, a hard hitter, but he's a bit of like a bonehead. Nice guy. Nice guy. Good, good. Really nice, nice guy. guy. Not a bonehead in like a weird way, but like just like a big lughead, like in a nice way, you know? And uh, so during the fight, like you see him like in the third round trying to touch Diaz's head. He's like, oh, come on, man. Just, and Diaz is like, you know, fuck you. And just, and he's just, you see Scott's like almost get like hurt by it. Like, oh man, this guy's not even playing along. So, and, and then, you know, and then he got stopped. So it's like, you know, why put somebody at ease? You know, it's one thing to touch hands at the beginning of a round, but yeah. that hugging and high five and during it. Yeah. How about after a groin shot? Like, is that, is that okay to do like after an eye poke or a groin shot when a guy taps and just, like, it's kind of his quick apology. That's fine. Right. It's like my bad. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's I go with that. But, you know, we saw it with Scott Smith and Drago. Remember, they were high-fiving each other, beating the piss out of each other. They mm -hmm. did the same shit. I, I never liked it. I'm with you. Uh, I always I always go back to season four when you were in the – you guys were in the van, and you said something, and they got Scott Smith. He's trying not to laugh, but he's smirking. I'll never forget the look on his face. I, he, was, <laughs> he was a really nice guy. Oh, we had a fun time on that tough floor. Yeah. And – uh also, I think again, Matt. You know how I love. I love a good leg brutalizing. I, I just, Ooh, it just, it's so it. painful. I, I again, I've had it. I've had fighters demonstrate on me, uh, and it's just you can't understand how painful it is till somebody kicks you in the leg. It really is uh, horrendous. And Junior Tafa, who stepped in for his brother, uh, very last minute against uh, Marcos Rogério de Lima. Ooh, does de Lima kick the legs? No, it sucks now. Now, oh. you got, now you got now you got both brothers on crutches because Tafa <laughs> he got his brother had to come and take out could, he had to drop out of the fight because he hurt his knee and then his brother took the fight and he's got his fucking leg kicked off. This is horrible. This Oof, is horrible. The, the hell is really what the fuck is the matter with you? Holy crap! <laughs> I tell you, Jimmy, I'm with you with the leg kick, but I'm going to tell you something. So. From the knee up, I'm with you. I'm, I've never been kicked in the calf like that. They just didn't. Nobody no. was doing it back then. I think I don't know how that feels, but even the the, the thigh used to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about the thigh too. Like jo yeah, John yeah. Jones demonstrated uh, something to me, and he was during. It was like he was cutting weight for it was like fight week, and he put his shin in my uh, yeah. upper thigh. I asked him to, and I, I, I I'm not kidding when I think I thought I was gonna shit my pants. It, yeah. like, your body just goes into shock. Yeah, it's yeah. such an agony. I ran, I thought I was gonna puke. So uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, especially when there's no adrenaline running, Jimmy. Because yeah. I used to do that to people all the time. But tap them. I used to tap them with my shin because I. It's like four inches above the knee is the worst spot to get hit. I think. Yep. And if you hit that femoral nerve right, I think it was yeah. called. Dude, the people just start limping like, and and you're going at. I would hit people at ten percent, so it wasn't like a shot. Just I'm yeah. gonna let you know what it feels like, light. And dude, it's brutal if you hit that hey. nerve right, but you know. <laughs> Hey Longo, Jimmy said when it happened to him, he came, and I go, dude, that's not normal. You know, <laughs> I don't know what you do with the. It's my body defending myself. I feel, it, it think there's a fire, so fluid just shoots out. Yeah, hey, there's a great worse, video it's too. Worse if you, it's worse if you came and shit yourself at the same time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. Um, there was a great. Uh, there's a video of uh, Fabricio Verdum kicking a reporter somebody was doing a story on him and i guess they had talked about it and he just i, I think verdum kicked him too hard um he probably threw like a 40 or 30 percent kick like whereas jones did by 10 or 15 to me and it still hurt 
But I mean, the guy went down and it's like, you really lose your ability to breathe. And you're right. Maybe it's because there's no adrenaline going. Um, and the fact that I'm not used to it. And the fact it was John Jones, but hey it's a, uh, oh, the, oh, this way. Yeah. Watch, watch this kick. Those are brutal. And, and the guy just lays on his back. He I know that feeling. It's like you don't know how you, you forget how to breathe. That's not a fight. Hey, Jimmy, yeah. I'll tell you that years ago, when uh, Weidman first walked in the gym, there was one day he comes in. I go, look, today we're going to do something called pain tolerance day. <laughs> and I go, you got to take the leg kick. So I <laughs> I'm kicking this leg. And then he goes, well, now I go to you. I go, no, that's not the way it works. I <laughs> he wanted to get me back. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, no, you... pain. Pain, no, no, no. Sorry. It was pain appreciation day. I'm sorry. Yeah. I said that wrong. I used to do a thing. Listen, we're going to do a little pain appreciation day. <laughs> and it's fucking funny. Well, he doesn't get to do it to you. It's like when you go to the doctor, after your prostate check, you don't throw the doctor on and go, all right, now I'll get the finger your ass. It's, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's a one-way street. That's how it works. <laughs> Hey, hey guys, what about now? Listen, I'm not thinking this guy's doing this for uh, for a challenge or he's doing this because he thinks he matches up well. I think he's doing this so somebody will root for him. Ian, Ian Gary's calling out Colby Covington. I think this might be the first time somebody's gonna be rooting for Ian Gary because yeah. he's not getting a lot of love, and the only guy hated more is that dipshit Colby Covington. So yeah. I think he's making a small move. Because Kobe's got a foot out the door anyway. He looked like shit in his last fight. He looked bad, yeah. Leon Edwards, yeah. Leon Edwards has a similar... Yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. So I think Ian Gary, I think that's brilliant that, yeah. he, well, that, he's, that he's calling out Kobe. So we talked about that the other day, but it's brilliant because, like, you're right. If you're going to... If, if you're getting mm. booed, and you want to get some applause, that's the perfect guy. <laughs> that's it. You, you right. know you're going to get back on track with that guy. Forget about the fighting, but yeah. you'll definitely get the fans back on. Yeah, it's a great point, too, Matt. Maybe he does, and, and Colby's five and he's 10, so it's not like he's trying to take a guy lower than him. Colby had called out Wonder Boy, but at this point, with Gary on his way up, uh, and especially after this win, that might be the better fight for Colby if, if he's oh. looking strategically. Not easier fight, but I mean as far as uh, – um, like the fight of the guy who's on his way up, but I think that's also could be a tough fight for Gary too. I Colby Covington, as much as I uh, find him irritating, is still a good fighter, yeah. uh, and he's still a dangerous fighter, and he still has a great gas tank. He didn't look as good against Leon. It'll be interesting to see how he looks now that he doesn't yeah. have that amount of time off. Did yes. that hurt him the same way? Did it hurt Paulo Costa? Uh, who knows? But I, I, that's not an easy fight for anybody. Colby is. I, a, I, is a, I agree. I'd like to see Wonder Boy and Gary. I think that would be an exciting fight for the fans. Love to see that. I'd yeah. love to see that. You know, you kind of uh, take take out that wrestling component, let them just bang it out and see what happens. Yeah, well, we'll see if we're taking out the wrestling, you know. Um, yeah, but you know, uh, with, with with that with that fight, if uh, Ian Gary's not going to start to work his jujitsu, then you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think one boy's got a way of making everybody look silly standing. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's so got one thing with Anthony Pettis, which is, you know, whatever. But he was winning that fight. He was winning that fight. Yeah. He, I mean, you look at the guys he fought standing up, and he's just so good, Wonderboy. And yeah. you know, I don't yeah. think Wonderboy should take a fight with Kobe, because who the hell wants, I mean, not for anything, you know you got to have a whole two months of this guy calling you like a pedophile and this and that. I mean, you know what I mean? He's a piece of shit, Kobe. Yeah, he's a piece why of shit. Why would you want to even deal with that? Like, why would you want to deal with a guy that's going to be just, like, you're going to be hearing it. Why even have to hear it? 
Why? This guy's going to be going off into the sunset with hope. I mean, I don't know how much. I don't think he's got money to, to live off of if he's going to uh, Colby. I don't think he's going to that much. And he's just going to be like a hated dude throughout the fucking earth. <laughs> You yeah, know, there's something the there's something very weird Thank about you. him that doesn't feel genuine. That, that's the thing. Whereas with other guys, it feels genuine, and with him, it just there's not that redemption after he loses. Just as a fan, I can tell you that Connor, for all the shit that he talks, when he loses, you'll see him going, "Yep, yeah, he was the better man tonight. He beat me." Uh-huh. Like there's something about that that you like. The guy lost the fight, and he addresses that he lost the fight. Um, where, whereas with Colby, he stands here after that. Obviously, it, it very. Uh, uh, one-sided Leon loss and goes, I think I won the fight. And it's just like, I can't even enjoy that as as a bad guy. I can't even enjoy that as a heel. One million percent, Jimmy. And I say the same thing. I really respected Conor, I think, after his first loss. You know, it was hard for him to suck it up, but he he handled that like a fighter because he is a fighter. And he knows the realities of fighting. And that's one of them. You get caught, you lose. But I, I, I agree with you. Conor, I thought was, that was a, really redeeming part one of the redeeming parts is he was great in, in defeat yes he took see, a loss i, I want to see connor in the new uh roadhouse movie but i think it's funny when people are saying how great of actor he is he's being himself he's being an out of control yeah. fighter that looks like <laughs> he's, he's being himself dude what the fuck you yeah. know i don't know but it's funny though i mean listen i think it looks like it's well done and i like that jake fucking whatever his name is gyllenhaal yeah, man, I think I'm gonna watch it. You know, I don't think that fight with Chandler is gonna happen, and, and I, I, I haven't thought that because again, Connor is just like Dana alluded to it. He's rich. He's got too much money, and it, it, if you're doing movies and promotion, yeah. and they're flying your first class somewhere, it, it's hard to get yourself. I'm sure to to get back into the fucking uh, not Usada, but whatever it is, and train again, and have to deal with a fucking little fire plug animal like Michael Chandler when right. you can. When you when you've got five hundred million in the bank, it's it's probably a tough sell to yourself. Yeah, and you know, Jimmy, those movies they're sitting around the fucking waiting. I don't give a crap who you are. It's going to take a toll on you. I don't give a shit, man. So oh, I agree. Oh, guys, percent. maybe I'll excuse myself. Mister, the movie stars are talking. Go ahead, Longo. <laughs> go ahead. Talk about the movie sets, guys. Longo's been doing some movies. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do, do tell. I don't know what it's like on the set. Uh, Jimmy, am I right or wrong? Jimmy, go ahead. Tell me. You're, you're, you're from one, um, uh, let's just say, actor to another. Right? You're totally right, as we know. Being in the trailer and on the set, gentlemen's accommodations, hey guys, craft services, the food is right there. Oh, uh, a cookie. A fucking cookie. It's right there. Jimmy, 100%. Maybe, I don't want to be that guy, but I just did a little something a couple of months ago. You're eating it. It's not even that. I, I went in at 4.30 in the afternoon and left at 6 o'clock in the morning. So I'm eating Snickers bars at like 5 o'clock in the morning. It's brutal. I think I, it's the most unhealthy, worst thing I could ever yeah. find. Thinking, that's my, my, my opinion. And I, unlike you, Jimmy, I don't even get a trailer. So I'm stuck out there with just. Oh, no, no. I was actually speculating with actors. I've seen guys in trailers. I sit outside, <laughs> and I was just pretending that I got one. I was lying. Longo, what set was this? What, what do you got coming out? Talk to us. Oh, I don't know. I was a little. I just did it like a fave. I'm not even. I don't even know what the name of it is. Well, I'm sure the, the director and the producer is very happy that you're on this podcast, not plugging it. Yeah, no, uh, I don't. I really. You know, you it was right after my, I, 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 I shit the bed. I, and I had a great role. I was a bouncer at a club and oh. I fucking, I, I, I screwed everything. Up. I'm going to plug it when you, no, when I don't even know what it is. I mean, I'll, I'll, we'll plug it another time. I don't yeah, know. We'll plug it another time. 
Hey, but Marvin the- Hagler, by the way, thank you, Jake. This is the quote. Marvin Hagler said, it's tough to get out of bed and do road work at 5 a.m. when you're sleeping in silk pajamas. Oh, who yeah. said so, that? John Danner? Marvin Hagler. Oh. <laughs> I thought Danner said that. I heard, I heard that before. Yeah, it's Marvin Hagler. <laughs> I love John Danner. I miss him. Um, <laughs> but that is a true, that's a true fucking quote. Yeah. Oh, Longo's appearance is in the film Caper, David the Bouncer. How does our producer get that? Oh, yeah, it was Caper. That's the name of it, yeah. Longo? I didn't do anything. Who started it? How did our producer find that? IMDB. IMDB, you're on that, Longo? (laughs) I don't know. Dude, guys, I I need a new agent. You know, Jimmy, I'd, I'd like to have fun. I don't put a lot of emphasis on stuff. I don't even, you you know. just show up and do it, Ray. You do your lines, you leave, uh, you, you, whatever. Whatever they do with it, they do with it. That's their business. Uh, no, it was the first time I was prepared. They changed every fucking line there was. All right, get this guy out of here. I don't, want, I, oh, I don't like Ray, any attention. I want to read what Longo's in. Go back. Go, go down. No, no, go the other way. Oh, here we go. Longo, you were in the last operative. Love, Lies, and Larceny. I was good. Kevin can wait. And I'm not to do your line, but I'm going to paraphrase. Harry Connick likes the freaking lasagna. <laughs> I could have done that. I'm sorry. You do it better. And the Brooklyn banker. I went to the police. <laughs> Thank Michael, you, Kevin. You? Look at this guy. Big, big shout out to Kevin James and Mike Rosigliano. They helped me out. So wait, yeah. Aper, you're playing David the Bouncer. Are you? This is wild. <laughs> Who's the star? What was uh, Jimmy? Don't I, I really? Oh, you don't know? Okay, yeah. Oh, Jimmy, don't put them on there. They were. I tell you, it was a bunch of great guys. But I know the guy that was directing it did The Godfather of Harlem. I think uh, he's a really oh, nice that, guy okay, from yeah. Jersey. He did like ten episodes. I think he's an up and coming guy. So, and the uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't. You know, I don't like talk because I'm really a joke when I'm in there. It's not a not an actor, but I I have fun with it. You know. What about the evolution of morale? Being stuck on the local circuit. Yeah. And I mean, UFC, seen, biggest fight ever, an Olympian cannot hold him down. Yeah. If yeah. you really go back and look at that, Matt, it's absolutely phenomenal what he did. Right. You know what I mean? So it's really, really good. So I mean, good. like, again, he made the adjustments. Mm. Um, yeah. And was did Henry, how many takedowns did Henry have? Uh, wasn't there like, uh, um, how many, how many did he have? Do you know? I don't think he had any. I think I think Marab slipped in the. I got to rewatch the fight. When I'm in there, I'm just zoned out. So I, I thought he was down once, but I might be wrong. I just I don't remember. Again, my memory my memory is really yeah. uh, is going very very quickly. Um, and also, by the way, congratulations to Vandalay Silva uh, being announced in the in the Hall of Fame. I was just watching for some odd reason the day before his uh, confrontation with Chael and how Chael said that he was the one guy at one point that he didn't like because he felt like he didn't understand the back and forth dynamics of selling a fight. Um, and Chael raised a point. He said, I had to tell his team during this shooting, if he attacks me, I'm the bad guy. If he attacks me and it's all you guys and just me, now there's sympathy for me. He goes, you don't want there to be sympathy for me. Like he wanted that, that dynamic. Um, Chael was a very smart guy selling fights and he, he seems to be the guy that everybody wants to be. No, but not, uh, not just Chael. that. Not, you not know, just that. First of all, can I just throw this in really quick? And yeah, Chell, sure. I, with Chell. I mean, we're not, you know, I'm not, I don't call him on a regular, but when I see him, it's yeah. a lot of friendly. We're acquaintances, you know? I like Chell. Uh, this is what I'm going to say about Chell. It took major balls at that time for him to go to Brazil to. Yes. 
the yeah, film, yeah, you're right. I, was, you're I right. personally was worried about the guy, and I wasn't friends with him. I was like, dude, that's not that's scary to go over there because they really hate. That's him. right. If you look hate on him. that set, and this is what I like about this is what I like about Chael, because uh, you could say you're a gangster all day long, but then when you're in a situation like that, he handled himself like a true gangster. Where yeah, Vandalie was in his face. He knew there was a certain point where okay. Vandalay doesn't care because Vandalay is as real as it gets. Like he's, he'll fight in the street. There's guys that they give a shit and not want to blow the, the production here. And there's other guys that don't give a shit. Now I got you alone. I'm going to fucking smack you. That's Vandalay. So yeah. Vandalay in that first meeting, and I've had meetings, I had the same thing. I was at, me and Matt Hughes, they put us in the room in the beginning of the thing. And Ronda Rousey, Misha Tate, they do that for ratings on these shows because they wanted to have the first thing. Oh, they're going to fight eventually. Here they sure. themselves. I guarantee they didn't know that they're going to be the only two in the gym at that time. That's how it works. Right? That's how it was with right. me and Matthews. So what happened was when, you know, they started talking and Chell, what do you call it, saying he can't wait. Next thing you know, at a certain point, the arm's length, within arm's length. And that's the first person to make contact is, is Chell Sony. He, he pushed, pushed him. him. Yep. I can't let you get close. You'll hear Joe Rogan talk. And I've heard guys talk about this where, about a, why a sucker punch is so deadly and so dangerous is because reaction time compared to action time is di- there's a difference there. So if like your reaction time, by the time I go to hit you, like you might, you know what I mean? By the time you go to react, it might be too late. You're on the floor. Chael knows this as it, it's just a street fighting one-on-one. So when he was in his clothes, getting in his face, he pushed him. And now this, now we can, now we're squared up because otherwise I'm not knowing when it's coming. So that was right. Spot a chair. And then Vandley got aggressive. What did he do? He took him right down. I love that. I mean, he got broken yeah. up and he got jumped. But yeah. that, that is something where Chael could do all the great lines, rehearse, this and that. That's something you can't fake. You know what I mean? Because so he Chael is the real deal. No, I agree you're right. 100%, you're- but a, a real sucker punch is you don't even see it. You're talking to somebody and then you get hit. That's the worst of the worst. But that's why at least does. the guys in front of you, I agree with what you're saying, but it's a yeah. little different than then it's just more a of a cheap punch. shot. That's our cheap shot. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm yeah. saying a sucker punch as a cheap shot, but it, that's a sucker punch is maybe somebody coming to the side and getting you, but a cheap shot's a cheap shot. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. And Chael wasn't get caught with that. He wasn't going to get caught with that. You know what's funny, Matt? So I, I was talking to John Wood, and we were talking about, like, the old gyms, like, I told you, like, Ricardo <laughs> Perez. But I said, what about Vandalay's gym? You know, we're having a conversation. Go, oh, yeah, it didn't. Whatever it was, we get out of the elevator. Who's there? It was Vandalay. Go, wow, that is like they think we manifested seeing them, but then as I t- like as the day went on, I go, oh, they got to be putting them in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know, but imagine that we're talking about them, get out of the elevator, and he's staring at Because yeah. you know when we went and we were getting ready, you know, for our favorite fight, that Frank Trigg fight, we were using Vandalay's gym. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, we, where yeah, is I it? Know I, I know I was in there with Iaquinta a couple of times. With me, yeah, with me. Oh, yeah. There's a right. film of you, it. Yeah. There's a film of it of me, you, and Drago working in there. He had something filming for him. And it yeah. Oh, yeah. Him. You're right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. I remember saying goodbye to him on camera and this and that. He was always cool with us, family. No. Where, he, where's his gym? Super, where is it? Super, super, super nice anymore. guy. It was. He had like one of those. Like they have like the uh, extreme. Uh, that the Randy Couture is what they call Eric yeah, yeah, yeah. Extreme Couture, yeah. Extreme Couture. They have uh Syndicate, where yeah. Bob is at now, and uh, they have uh, and then they had Vandalay was out there too, you know what I mean? So Vandalay had his thing over there, yeah. and then I guess it closed down. I think he's, I think he's in Brazil now, Vandalay, isn't he? 
Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's in the States, but I, what the fuck do I know? Yeah, I think he's, he's, but I'm happy to see him get that because he is, uh, you know, that guy deserves to be in there. Who, who, who didn't love watching that guy fight? And you mentioned Crow Cop before. Uh, I mean, what a thing of beauty to watch him. And, and I remember when he came into the UFC and he took all, it was Gabriel Gonzaga. Do you remember Gonzaga? Oh, yeah. He was beat at the him one day. Yeah. Oh, you saw, yeah, he was like a tank. Yeah, he was a tank. 100%. I was there live when he head kicked him in London or Manchester. Wow. wow. Oh, is that where that fight was, where the Crow Cop fight was? Yes. It was either London or Manchester because I was, it was um, less than a month after I won the belt. So I was over there watching. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, That's you know what? Because you're right. You're 100% right. Because when we opened up that gym in, in Garden City to, uh, that time, yeah, that's where I saw Gonzaga came in for some reason. I think he was training in New Hampshire, or he might have had a school. In <laughs> yeah, I think he still does. I think he still has a school out there. I see him doing some jujitsu stuff on the uh, yeah. I like oh, oh, wait, Gonzaga does? Yeah. Wait a minute. That Crow Cop fight was not... It couldn't have been 2007. Jimmy, no, I'm not lying to you. 2007. Check it out. Oh, that was part. How about two. I'll bet you anything on it? Oh my god, I, I just can't believe who won the second fight. It was, was uh, Crow Cop. Was uh, oh, he knocked out uh, Gonzaga in the second fight. Oh, he did, huh? Nobody remembers. Yeah, they that. fought twice. Yeah. No, no, you're right. It was the first. That was 2015. First fight was uh, a head kick. Yes, it was. A uh, it just uh, crumbled him. No, no, Jimmy, wow. he's he's good with the dates. I'm like, people ask questions. Like, I, how crazy is that? Wow. How crazy? 2007. I was 32 and I'm 49 now. So that was a bit. I, of I can't believe it because it's 17 years ago. Like, I didn't realize I've been watching MMA for that long. Like, it just seems like if you would have said that was 2013, I would have said that makes more sense. 2014. Guys, yeah, I, I remember because I, really I, I was a young man at 50. <laughs> well, my life my life is going down this shit a quick man Longo looks good though Longo looks good yes you do about get his, about to get his fourth champion I mean come on though. yeah come on. well Ray look I mean this was uh I, I was so uh happy having you on as always come on more often I, w I wish you were on more you know Oh, damn. I'm, I'm always available for you guys, for sure. You know, you guys, I love both of And Jimmy, congrats on all, all your success. Love Thank hearing you. you on Ro love hearing you on Rogan. Uh, Jimmy, look, you're one of those guys. I, I don't think you could do anything wrong because you're such a nice guy. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I always tell people, I would always try to get him to say something bad about Sarah at the beginning. He wasn't even biting. Like, you're, no. just a, good, you're a good dude. Whatever you do. I know your little friend there supports you, and I support the both of you guys. Thank you. But if you want to hear something bad about Sarah, example. I'll, I'll email it to you. I won't say anything bad about Matt, but I will email you my thoughts. Don't so if you that. need to have a few. <laughs> no, Jimmy, Jimmy, listen, let me just say, never put anything in writing. That's right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Let's do some congratulations. First to Ray Longo on his yes. great work. And uh, to Marab, to the new champion, uh, Ilya Tora. Okay. Yeah, really. Well, I mean, that guy, yeah. I'll tell you right now, talk about positive thinking and attitude. And, and it was very emotional. If you watch online, you'll see some of his family back home watching. It's really beautiful. Nice. It's really Absolutely nice. beautiful. Yeah. And it's something about those Georgians. You just, they're just nice people. Really. Great people. Literally great people. Yeah. Tremendous job by him. And, and I think, again, 27 years old. Um, and by the way, just to correct a stat from before, 
one win, 22 losses, guys over 35, but it's when they're facing a younger opponent. So obviously. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that makes it better. Yeah, that's great. That's but uh, thanks, Ray. It's always so good to have you. And congrats on Marab. I mean, it was, a, it was a really, really great performance against a very, very dangerous guy um, with knockout power. And he earned himself a championship fight. He earned himself a title shot, which he had earned himself a title shot, you know, a year and a half, two years no, ago. 100%. So, I agree. With you. And real quickly, I'm, I'm not going to spend the time on getting out of here. But I do think, too, I, me I meant to mention this. I think it's going to go down as one of the greatest human interest stories in MMA, the fact that he refused to fight his friend. They went against the machine. Yep. They both paid the price for it, but they, they persevered, and they're both doing really good. And Marab, even if it ended to today, it, it, it was a, it's a great story on how they never broke that friendship, which, yeah. you know, Jimmy, in this life, if you have one or two good friends, that's huge, man. A lot of yeah. people will never get that. They'll never understand it. But with that, I'm out of here. Love you guys. Thanks for having me on. Good uh, see you, buddy. I'll see you later. Talk to you later, Longo. And Jimmy, I'll hey, take care, Jimmy. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Ray. We love you. Thanks for coming on, pal. Thank you, Longo. Matt, I will talk to you. I just want to tell people Wednesday night, Fat Black Pussycat. And uh, this Friday, I'm in Connecticut. Saturday in New Jersey is sold out. Come see me in Richfield, Connecticut, or in uh, New York Wednesday night. Buddy, two days is almost too long. I know. I can't wait. I'll be practicing my Kimuras. <sighs> Had to end it on that note, Jimmy. And when I'm back, we are training together. We I are. really want to. I, I, I I'm gonna I, make a day to come to the city. I, will. I would love that. Maybe I'll well, I can... a women's class. I'll bring Angie with me. Sure, we'll jump in there. Me and you will work to the side, you know. Okay, or I'll even come because I usually we usually train on the third floor. Okay. Um, I'll even come uh, out to Long Island one time too. It's just a matter of like when you maybe we could do dinner after. I'll yeah. come out, do night class, and then dinner something. Yeah, right. bring the wife, whatever you want to do. Bring Nikki. All, All right, right, man. Jimmy, talk to you in a couple days, bro. Thanks, pal. See you soon. Bye, buddy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.